Ahoy, Shock Fantasy fans. This is Matt Harrison, and before the show begins, I have three jobs for you. First, please take a look at your phone and hit the subscribe button on the Shock Fantasy podcast on your favorite podcast platform. Second, wherever you're listening, give me a rating and a review for the show. If you include your Twitter handle in the review, we might send you something fun in the mail. We do that periodically. And third, if you haven't yet subscribed to the season pass of Shock Fantasy, you should. You get 365 days of the Shock Fantasy Super Dash, which gives you stats and info to set all of your weekly lineups, including DFS lineups. The Redraft and Dynasty trade value charts, so you never get taken to the cleaners in a trade. Our waiver wire content each week. The Super Bowl, Thanksgiving, and NFL Draft prop bet games so you can make friendly wagers with your family and friends at the most important football gatherings and preseason cheat sheets for basically every kind of fantasy football imaginable. You'd be getting those for next year. Now, all of that curated color coded data comes to you for only $40 for a full year. That's 76.9 cents per week. But if you act now and use the promo code AirBear. You get the whole year for only 25 bucks. That's promo code AIRBEAR, A-I-R-B-E-A-R, for those of you who are brave spellers. Enter that at checkout and we'll knock off $15. Thanks for listening. On to the show. Now, first off, how would we describe shock? <laughs> Welcome to the fantasy. <laughs> nice. Nice. Man, you are one pathetic loser. Ridiculous. Completely ridiculous. Happy Thursday, everybody. Welcome to the Shock Fantasy Podcast. Today, it's the preview of an actual good Thursday night game. It's the Los Angeles Rams of Anaheim, or Inglewood, I guess it is now, uh, visiting the Seattle Seahawks in a NFC West showdown but before we get to that make sure you follow at explosive output on twitter at shock fantasy on twitter and reminder to rate and review our podcast wherever you listen to podcasts Uh, i just am about to send out a few stickers to uh, a couple of lucky people who included their twitter handle on our apple podcast reviews so uh they got some stickers coming in the mail you too could get a sticker i got some really cool holographic ones too yeah right It'd look good on your laptop or water bottle or whatever. Uh, Yeah, so rate and review our podcast, especially on Apple or wherever you listen to podcasts. Uh, Also, Fantasy Football Weekly coming up uh, Friday afternoon. That will drop uh, on all of your podcast platforms that you want to listen to them on. Uh, Airs locally in Minneapolis on KFAN on Saturday morning. This week it'll be myself, Scott Fish, Paul Charchian, and a very, very special guest for one of our matchups this week on the Fantasy Football Weekly Podcast. I hope you tune in and enjoy that one. Let's get to the Rams and the Seahawks. We're going to start on the Rams side where I'm going to give Daryl Henderson an A grade. Sony Michelle fumbled in last week's game and never saw the field again. And Henderson has a clean injury designation now, so I imagine he's back to his normal 15 carries and 4-5 to five targets per game. And Seattle's basically the worst defense in the league against running backs. 
allowing 128.5 rushing yards per game to opposing runners and 72 yards, yards per game through the air to running backs. Both marks are the worst in the league. Henderson is 8,400 on the DK showdown slate and 12,600 in the captain's chair. And it's probably worth it. And he'll be in a few of my lineups in the captain spot today. A couple other A grades on the Ram side. Matthew Stafford, he gets an A grade, averaging 305 and almost three scores per game. Seattle is allowing 310 and two touchdowns per game to opposing quarterbacks. This would lead me to believe that 300 yards and multiple passing scores are a near lock this week for Matthew Stafford. That's why he gets an A grade. So does Cooper Cup, who is averaging 11 targets, almost eight catches per game, 108 yards per game right now, already has five touchdowns through four games. He's the top priced player on the DK showdown slate at 12,400. He has scored or topped 50 yards receiving in six of his last seven games against Seattle. I'll have him in a few of my lineups as well. One guy I probably won't have in my lineups is Robert Woods. He's only getting a C-plus grade. The bad things that go with Robert Woods, he has not topped five receptions or 64 yards this season. He was held to 48 yards or fewer in four of his last five meetings with the Seahawks. Now, the good things about Robert Woods, he has scored in two of his four games this season, and he figures to line up mostly against Seattle cornerback Sidney Jones, who's pulling a failing pro football focus grade of 39.4 and is allowing 78% of his passes in his coverage to be completed. Woods' price tag of 7600 on DraftKings is kind of a lot, but it's probably a contrarian play to have him in your lineup. Super contrarian to put him in the captain spot. Uh, maybe it's the Robert Woods night. Who knows? Uh, a couple other wide receivers that deserve consideration, and I'm giving them D grades for DraftKings only. Uh, that's Van Jefferson and Deshaun Jackson. Jefferson actually is ranked higher than Robert Woods in PFF's grading system this season, only trading trailing Woods by six routes run on the season. He's on the field a lot. He's scored the same amount of times as Woods, and he leads Woods in yardage by about 14 yards per game. Now, Jefferson's only 4,800 on DK, so you get the discount there. I've already thrown him in a couple of early lineups in my captain spot. Deshaun Jackson's only 4,400. He's only getting about three targets per game, though, but he is averaging 49 yards per contest. That's pretty good. If he breaks a deep one, you'll be happy, but he has to break the deep one for you to be happy. Last Ram I want to talk about is Tyler Higby, who I'm giving a C-. Uh, he's used in a pretty average manner in the passing game, averaging about four catches and 38 yards per game, which is kind of on par with all those tight ends outside, you know, the top five tight ends in fantasy. Seattle's also a pretty average matchup for tight ends. They're allowing five catches and 55 yards per game to the position, Pretty much exactly middle of the pack in both categories. Now, Higby hasn't scored against Seattle since 2018. That's a long time. That's ooh, that's several games in a row. I, I only want to start Higby if I don't have anything else. It's just it's not tantalizing enough for me to throw him in my lineups here. Uh, let's go over to the Seattle side where I'm giving a B- grade. Yeah, eat it, Charge, to Russell Wilson in 11 career games against the Rams. Wilson has never once topped 268 yards passing. That's his high watermark. He's thrown three touchdown passes 
total in his last four games against the Rams. That's not good. Three three passes in four games, not good at all. Now, the upside is that he's had a fair amount of success on the ground against the Rams, topping 30 rushing yards in four of his last six, with yardage totals of 50, 60, and 92 in that mix. Uh, has not ran a ton this year, but Aaron Donald and Jalen Ram- Ramsey have a tendency to change that for opposing quarterbacks. Let's see how Russell Wilson does. Let's talk about his wide receivers, which it gets tricky because Jalen Ramsey's involved. And he plays a lot more slot corner that people give him credit for, which matches him up with Tyler Lockett a whole lot more than DK Metcalf. And it's interesting to note that Lockett has not scored a touchdown against the Rams since Ramsey was traded there from Jacksonville. Metcalf, on the other hand, went for five catches, 96 yards, and two scores in the playoff meeting with the Rams last season. However, he was pretty much held in check in the two regular season contests against the Rams last year. Pro Football Focus has Ramsey lining up on Lockett and Freddie Swain more than DK, so I'll give Metcalf a B grade in this one. Lockett gets a desperation D+. I'd rather bench him in this case. Swain is firmly on your bench because he really was in play because Gerald Everett didn't play last week, and Gerald Everett... He, he It's a little bit tricky here. He's still on the COVID list. We're waiting to see if his second negative test comes back because I'm recording this Thursday morning. Uh, it, it should come back before Thursday night's inactives are announced. So he could play Thursday night, and it's obviously a revenge game for Everett. So we definitely love that narrative. He's only averaging 25 yards per game on the young season. Now, the Rams are allowing six and a half catches and 76 yards per game to opposing tight ends. That's that's pretty good there for Everett. Uh, it's pretty good defense to go against. He's only 4,000 on DK. If active, I think he'll make an appearance in my DraftKings lineups, but with the roster rate at only 27%, I don't think he's startable in traditional leagues. Finally, let's get to the running game for Seattle. Chris Carson and Alex Collins. I got them both on the bench right now. Carson showed up on the injury report on Tuesday with a neck injury, and it's never a good sign when you're added to the injury report two days before the game. Now, if Carson doesn't go in this one, Alex Collins will get a majority of the work, I would say, but it's possible that Carson does go and ends up splitting time with Collins. The Rams have been a middle-of-the-pack run defense, allowing 137 combo yards and a score to opposing backs this year. But it's pick your poison. If Carson is active, does he cede some carries to Alex Collins or Travis Homer or DJ Dallas, all of whom are getting a few touches and a few carries each game? I have a feeling this is a four-headed back field this weekend or Thursday night, I guess. It's not really the weekend yet. Cheers to the weekend, though. Uh, So I think I'm staying away from all of the Seattle runners in this case. There you go. That is the Shock Fantasy Podcast for Thursday, October 7th. Welcome to week five. We're ready to go. The Shock Fantasy Super Dash coming out later today. Uh, You should see that up and you can set all of your lineups, including DFS lineups. We had uh, had one, uh, one member of the Shock Fantasy Podcast listening group uh win a win a nice little uh little jackpot on yield fanballs dfs site the other day it was good to see that uh so yeah go ahead check out the shock fantasy super dash on shock fantasy available for members 
gives you a ton of interesting, cool stats, uh, a scoring system uh, that shows whether or not this player is a good good player to, to put in your lineups. The shock score, it's there. It's ready to go. You want to use that, don't you? Yeah, everybody wants to use that. All right. Uh, that's it for the podcast today. Follow at Shock Fantasy on Twitter, at Explosive Output. That's me, Matt Harrison. And I will talk at you guys again next week for the Week 6 Waiver Wire podcast right here on Shock Fantasy.